0: Radio. When we examine key well-being and socio-economic indicators in Australia, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people experience disadvantage that far exceeds that for non-Indigenous Australians. This episode of Settlement Guide looks at how historic policies and injustices continue to impact levels of disadvantage faced by Indigenous Australians. If you are an Indigenous Australian, you can anticipate a shorter life expectancy, lower levels of health, education, employment and higher infant mortality rates than non-Indigenous Australians. And if you are a male Indigenous Australian, there is about one in six chances that you are currently in prison or have spent time in prison. Add to this the high suicide rates, trauma and everyday discrimination. The statistics are alarming. We know this because every four years, the Productivity Commission publishes the Overcoming Indigenous Disadvantage Report. Romley Mokak is Commissioner at the Productivity Commission.
1: The Overcoming Indigenous Disadvantage Report is a comprehensive report on the well-being of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in this country. And the main purpose is to look at whether things are getting better or whether they're not, and if they're not, what improvements might need to be made. The report
0: examines areas such as health, education, early childhood development and justice. Commissioner Mokak says the report examines 52 measures to create a picture that reflects cultural contexts, languages, community remoteness and family composition and how they intersect.
1: Across these measures, we're not only interested in looking at health for example on its own or education on its own but the interconnectedness and that's what I think makes this report really useful because as we all know you know individuals are holistic we're a part of family part of kinship networks part of community and there are multiple things that come into play that affect our health and wellbeing.
0: The 2020 report shows improvements in early childhood development and schooling and lower rates of infant mortality. It also highlights areas of deep concern, such as increasing numbers of children in out-of-home care. Statistics show that removing Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children from their families and kinship structures has a direct correlation with their over-representation in the youth justice system and later adult prisons.
2: Our First Nations people are amongst the highest per percentage of population of incarcerated people in the world. Since the Royal Commission in 1991 into Black Deaths in Custody, uh, First Nations people as a percentage of the prison population has doubled, so from 14 men to 28%. So things are not getting better.
0: That was Helen Morrison, producer of NITV's new documentary, Incarceration Nation. She says Indigenous incarceration costs Australia $8 billion per year.
2: Now that's a terrible cost, but worse is the destruction of culture, family and the added trauma of being related to people who are going into prison. And it just then rolls on to the next generation and intergenerational trauma is something our country has never dealt with with our First Nations people.
0: Attitudes and policies at colonisation can be directly linked To the lack of opportunities and the systemic disadvantages experienced by Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people living today. Past treatment, such as loss of land and culture, stolen wages and violence, transmits poverty and other disadvantages from generation to generation. Romley Mokak says it's important to recognise that while people live in the present, we are all products of our past.
1: So not just Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, but people uh, who have journeyed from across the globe to make it to this place have come, you know, with their particular and unique experience and histories and, and, and that needs to be understood. From
0: 1910 to the 1970s, children were forcibly removed from their families and denied their cultural roots under government policies. This was driven by the idea that children would assimilate into white society. They are known as the Stolen Generations.
1: Those very and impacts of child removals has led to a whole lot of people still trying to find their way back to their country, to their families. This plays out in potentially a range of areas in terms of mental health, perhaps alcohol and other drug use. We've got high rates of family violence, for example.
0: There are Indigenous Australians alive today who are members of the Stolen Generations or who had children stolen from them. There are people who were denied education, had their wages stolen, were not permitted in public places, could not receive health care or did not have the right to vote. The impacts of these injustices play out most vividly in Indigenous incarceration rates, says Helen Morrison.
2: The link in connecting the dots between... The over-legislation and government intervention since colonialism and how that has created trauma and disadvantage for our First Nations people. They are the two key drivers of incarceration.
0: 20 years ago, approximately 4,000 Indigenous adults were behind bars. Now, that number is around 12,000. This rate is 12 times higher than non-Indigenous people For young Indigenous people, it's 22 times higher. Understanding the reasons behind these overwhelming statistics drove Helen Morrison to produce her documentary, Incarceration Nation.
2: I think it's time for truth-telling, you know, a deeper understanding of our past. And I think to lay it out in a way that the audience can link Indigenous incarceration to the past and the treatment of our First Nations people...
0: Many Australians are committed to a nation that openly acknowledges past injustices. Helen Morrison says addressing disadvantage does not have to be complicated.
2: When you look at it holistically, it seems so big and complex, but in fact it's not. There are simple things that can be done to start making change right now. We have the answers in reports. We have the answers if we listen to community and First Nation voices.
0: Closing the gap is a government commitment to achieving health and life expectancy equality through a number of reforms. The National Agreement on Closing the Gap focuses on shared decision-making between Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and all Australian governments. Self-determination is the key, says Romley Mokak
1: pretty simple concept to think that those who are most impacted would be most invested in outcomes for their children, their grandchildren etc. But Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people come to the table with governments to determine what the priorities are, the solutions, the strategies to address those priorities and to jointly be accountable for progress or lack thereof against those goals that they jointly set.